1: Your host for the Best of Investing, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome. You're listening to the Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is Science. She, bl- she blinded me with science. Remember that? Who's saying that? Um, uh, uh, she blinded oh, me with gosh, science. gosh, darn it. it! It was from that movie, uh, uh, like Weird Science, or one of those. I don't know. Uh, Dolby. Oh that yeah, Thomas Dolby. Uh, Thomas Dolby. Right. Yeah, awesome. that's right. Okay, and our special guest is Dane Moeller, a mortgage broker from Primary Residential. How primary Residential
3: Mortgage. I'm doing great. That's it. Good. Good, good to good. be here. Dane, where's uh, Primary Residential Mortgage located?
4: Uh, we're here in San Rafael, California, downtown. We also have an office in San Francisco, and uh company has about 240 offices around the country. Wow.
3: Okay. Excellent. Good.
2: Well. All right. Well, we we have some questions we want to ask you, because right. you're the mortgage expert. So. Why would someone use your company rather than like one of the bigger banks that we all know and love?
4: Uh, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, everybody's got a checking account somewhere, and yeah. they walk in the door, and there's an advertisement for mortgage. So why not just go to the teller and uh, take out a million bucks? You <laughs> know? Uh, the real answer is that uh, a big company like that, uh, generally, you're going to be a number in their system. You know, They're going to put you in a big processing center somewhere in the country, if you're lucky, maybe out of the country. And uh, if you have an issue... <laughs> You don't have someone who's there to solve it for you. you How how often Um, do you find that people do have issues? Well, you know, oftentimes people come in and they have perfect credit, perfect income, everything's great, but then the property has an issue. You know, maybe there's uh, Mm. something on title. You know, Mm -hmm. does Wells Fargo know what to do with a PACE lien in California? I don't know. You know, so that's uh, with
2: like with the solar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Mm
4: -hmm. So there's, you know, there's lots of things that can happen even outside someone's individual qualifications that. You need an expert holding your hand, and you know if this is the largest investment in your life, which it is for most people most who are buying people, sure. a home. You know, it's not you know your checking account and withdrawing twenty bucks or depositing your uh, paycheck. Yeah, do you have a lot of first-time home buyers? We do, and that's yeah. actually another thing that we really specialize in. The educational piece is something I really enjoy. Um, Teaching people about the process as much as they want to know. I can talk mortgages all day long. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if people want to spend 12 hours talking about a loan, I probably could do that. But I could also just let people know what they want to know. Give them the options of different down payment percentages, different programs, uh, pros and cons of each, and really try to come up with a tailored solution so that they're putting down the right amount, not just the most they can afford. Uh, mm. And they're picking the right program. Maybe that is a 30-year fix, but maybe it's not. Maybe, okay. based on their time horizon, it's an arm or a shorter term or something like that. And going into stuff like FHA or VA and you know other programs that they may not quite understand as a first-time homebuyer that we can guide them as to if that's the right thing for them. Plus Maybe your crystal
2: ball is better than the regular banks.
4: Yeah, Maybe. well, I mean, <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'm kind of like the weatherman. I get, the re- I can predict rates probably about two thirds of the time. Well, uh, it,
3: with yeah, the mortgage right. brokers, they're usually somebody local who knows the area and the marketplace, right? So there's some, there's a lot of value in understanding the local market. That is, that is big. And a
4: lot of times, realtors uh, on the listing side will look at a pre approval letter, and if it's from Quicken in Detroit. They're like, yeah. How pre-approved are you, really? Yeah. Oh, you know, that's interesting. Where okay. you know, I know most of the realtors in the area here, and you know, they see my name and Primary Residential on there, and they say, all right, you know, if, if Primary is saying this is going to work, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And are you guys mortgage bankers or mortgage brokers? So we're mortgage bankers. Bankers. Um, okay. We do have the ability to broker, uh, and we do broker probably two, three percent of our loans here locally out of our offices, but mainly everything we do is bank, meaning that we're the ones lending the money. Um, And the advantage there is that you have the same process every time. So, Mm -hmm. same processors, same underwriters, same funders. Um, We put it on the conveyor belt, and it kind of comes out the other side, where a broker is going to be looking around at lots of different banks, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to go use that bank's process, and they may have to figure that out for the first time or the second time. And hmm. if they have a rush situation, they're calling another company to say, hey, can you prioritize this file? Where if I have a rush situation, I'm emailing my underwriter and saying, hey, this needs to be the next loan for you to work on. They have
2: contingencies up tomorrow. What's hmm. the fastest that you can fund a loan, generally? 12, 12 days. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fast. Fast.
4: There are, <laughs> that's cool. some, yeah. uh, there are some legally required time frames. Yeah, three-day um, rescission. Yeah, well, there's only rescission on a refinance, but there's uh, oh, after okay. the initial application, uh, there's a wait period. There's also a closing disclosure wait period. So there's some legal challenges to going faster than that, but we can go in about 12 days.
3: All I remember is twelve days. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Same, same on our end with private money. You know, we closed the loan in five days or three days, and that's all they remember. Hey, yeah. I thought you guys did everything in three days. No, I don't I mean, want to do loans in twelve days. That's no, just the right. Yeah, we that's can, little, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What's
2: well, funny because you know uh, Pacific Private Money, you, you guys can work fast, and usually it's a big advantage compared to uh, you know a regular bank that takes maybe forty-five or sixty days to do right. a loan. And now you guys are starting to get into a little bit kind of close to the same space. Well,
3: a yeah, bit. in our world we're, you know, we're plan B for for mortgage bankers, mortgage brokers, conventional lenders. And so by its very nature people come to us at the 11th hour and typically yeah. we're under some closing deadline. So we have to be able to respond quickly.
4: Yeah, and we're happy to pay off uh, private lenders like yourself after the fact. So we can we can say, you know, if you need to close that quickly, Call somebody uh, who can do it, and then come back around, and we'll take our time, and we'll get you something for the long term.
3: Yeah, exactly. We're, we're essentially um, really babysitting that borrower for a short period yeah. of time. And uh, really the exit, though, is to refinance, and hopefully it's in less than a year like most of the loans we do. Okay. So. All
2: right, guys, we're gonna, it goes fast. We're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Uh, let's see. We are talking science. And, uh, Dane, I forgot to mention that if you know the answer, don't say anything until we come back from break. We, we want to give the audience a chance. Uh, here is our first science question. What is the common term for nitrous oxide? What is the common term for that? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first to call, and you're going to get that tanning certificate, which is worth $100. What is the common term for nitrous oxide? I want to make a quick mention here. It's hornblower season time. And uh, if you're listening to this commercial, you got it just a couple of weeks before Labor Day. Why not enjoy it on the bay? Hornblower Yachts. We've been there on it for a few times before. Fantastic uh, time. You ever been on the Horn Bar? It's a great time. Uh, see, he's an- another, happy ca- another happy customer. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888 912 1190. That's 888 912 1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome
2: back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fawn of Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Dane Moeller. First trivia question was What is the common term for nitrous oxide? Laughing gas? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Very good. Yeah. yeah how, many right. you, how many
3: times have you done that? I can't, you know what? I don't think I've ever had. Uh, I've never had oxide it myself for any dental procedure. Or, uh, no, time. just for fun. Oh no, no, no I'm just kidding yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, non- uh off the air. You were asking yeah. about VA, so go ahead. Yeah, Dan, you, on you on were mentioning it.
3: earlier um, that uh, some of the different types of loans that you do or that uh, um, people can get are VA loans. And you know, I was just talking to a couple of prospective investors earlier this week, and they said that uh, their son-in-law got a VA loan. And uh, compared to when the, these investors first looked at VA loans, it seemed like the process was so much faster and more efficient. And uh, we talked about whether or not that's something to do with the VA itself, the you know Veterans Administration and their process, or is it? the actual bank that's lending the money. Could you delineate
4: that? uh, So the VA uh, is the insurer of loans. They provide us the lender documentation during the loan to make sure that we meet their requirements. And then we're going to go ahead and do the loan within our own process and, after the fact, get insurance from them. So it really comes down to the bank knowing how to process the VA's paperwork. um, Got it. Because we don't need the VA to issue a loan. Man, VA loans are great. They'll offer up to 100% financing for veterans and um, doesn't need to be active. You could be reserve. Um, they will allow higher debt-to-incomes than other loans, so somebody who may not qualify for a home under an FHA or conventional loan can get a VA loan. It's almost um, worth joining the Army just for that. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> now, uh, one thing to keep in mind with VA loans is... Traditionally, they have allowed up to a hundred percent of the home's value as a cash-out loan. Uh, but Ginny May, who controls the pools, is changing their rules, and those are going away. So it only should. up to I ninety mean, kind percent. Of- uh, I mean, that's a little dangerous. You if know. you want to go 100% cash on your home, do it right now if you're a veteran because <laughs> uh, it's going away very soon. What's soon soon it going to go? Yeah. 90. It's going go to go 90, to 90. Which well, that's still It's a lot. still a lot. The FHA just went from 85 to 80. They've been 85 forever. Uh, conventional loans actually went up to 85. So, you know, hmm. they were VA was better than everybody else, but you're going to lose that last 10% on any cash out VA loan. Got and it. what
2: was it? FHA is 3% down? 3.5% and
4: and percent down. Percent. Uh, they'll do 3.5% uh, down conventional, we can actually do 3% down now as long as you're a
2: conforming loan. Mm-hmm. And you, but you still have to do your ratios and ability to repay, so it's not just the down payment of, mm-hmm. hey, good news, 3%. Right. I mean, if you can't afford that monthly payment... Yep. Then
3: Isn't 43% it. like the, yeah, is that what the, the, the cap?
4: So mm-hmm. that is the cap, but there is an exclusion for what are called qualified mortgages, and those mm-hmm. are mortgages that meet Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or the FHA, or the VA's requirements, which is going to be a majority of the loans out there. Um, now, that is set to Sunset uh, in about a year and a half or so, and it will potentially go down to 43 for everybody. But right now, you can go up to about 50 unconventional, 55 mm-hmm. on FHA, and even higher on VA. But uh, wow. that well, may in go away.
2: Theory, then that'll help Pacific Private Money. For more. Well, yeah,
3: if they go down to 43 across the board, then that's going to eliminate a you know a number of people from being able to get. Yeah. Conventional loans. So.
4: yeah, and people have asked, you know, okay, well, what percentage is in that 43 to, to 50 55, range yeah. or 55? And it is yeah. actually a large percentage, especially first time home buyers. Wow. Uh, and, you know, oftentimes people have income that we're not able to use in that calculation. So, somebody might have a side job, mm-hmm. they've only had it a year, we can't use that income or, or something else, or they have a family member who's contributing, but maybe they can't be on a loan due to credit. So, yeah. you know, it may not be an accurate picture of the, uh, total income on debts of the home. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for mortgages, if we do lose that exclusion, it is going to push more people into the private money, uh, whether it's through somebody like yourself or right. into the Non-QM'd, jumbo, yeah, or...
3: jumbo non-QM space, which is really expanding right now. Okay. You know, I have a question. Um yeah. We're seeing more and more uh, people. You just mentioned uh, side jobs or secondary income. I mean, there's a lot of people who are in these quote gig economy. Are any of those getting home loans? Or it seems like it by, by its nature, sorry, gig I have to economy interrupt. is like what, what kind of economy? Gig the economy, gig? like side hustle, like doing driving for Uber <laughs> I and heard also of that. Uber and Lyft, yeah, and uh, Lyft what, what and, and doing a lot of okay, Task yeah, a lot of jobs that oh, are. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Where you're kind of independent. You can sign up for them. You can yeah. work with them and you can choose a lot of different types of jobs. But they're not necessarily, I mean, Uber or Lyft is definitely full time, but there's a lot of smaller jobs that people cobble together and make a living out yeah, of. Yeah. I mean,
4: so, you know, generally those jobs are the hours you want to work. And yeah. as long as the income is declared on the tax returns, we treat it like any other okay. uh, self employment. And uh, we've certainly done loans for people who drive Uber and Lyft. Um, generally, I find the hours they put in. Um, doesn't reflect as much income as you'd hope for them. Right. Um, right. But uh, we do do loans for people, and
2: oftentimes it is a second job or a side job. And mm-hmm. Doesn't Uber give a 1099? Uh, they do. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so you can't really do too much cheating on your tax return. If, yeah. I mean, there's that component.
3: That. I'm just wondering if you can do enough side jobs like that to actually make well, a living and Well, 24 hours in a, a whole, day, you know? Yeah, I
4: mean, yeah, you can, true. and it, it all depends on what kind of house you're buying and how much, right. you know. Uh, yeah. Are you buying in Millionaire Row in San Francisco? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Well, but, well that's
2: why I asked Nom I go, what does 24-7 mean to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. right. But, see, but he has to do the radio show, so he has to take some time off to do this. Yeah,
3: yeah. Then i got to go back to my... Uber, you,
2: yeah. <laughs> your Uber fun job. Yes, I, I that's right. right. So, uh, Dane, what are what are the most what are the biggest misconceptions on mortgages these days? Well, the biggest
4: one, and this is huge right now, is that the Federal Reserve rate. Correlates to mortgage rates, and you know, right now with the most recent drop, there's tons of advertisements out there. There's tons of people calling me saying, "Hey, the Fed dropped their rates; our mortgage rates down a quarter percent too." And mortgage rates are down, and in fact, they're fantastic right now. But right. it almost has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve drop. And Mark's mentioned that on the show mm-hmm. before, yeah, you know, a number of times. Yeah. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine because I have customers now who are like, "Well, I want to wait till September see what the Fed does." And you know what the, the Mortgage-backed security market, just like the stock market, already knows what the Fed's going to do, to a yeah. uh, reasonable doubt. And it's already baked into the interest rates. It's why we're seeing the best rates in the last three years, uh, because of what the overall economy is looking like. And the Fed is really reacting to that,
3: uh, not necessarily setting it. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Good point. Yeah, rates are pretty incredible right now. Absolutely. And I, I mean, hear a lot of our conventional lenders, they're just buried with refis and, and some new purchase activity. So. You
4: know, we're seeing uh, three-year lows right now, and three years ago was very good. Not much off the very best interest mm-hmm. rates. Uh, so, thirty-year fix for your best qualified people are approaching the mid-three percent again. Wow. Which Jeez. I mean, that's you know, there's no such thing as free money, but that's yeah, getting pretty, that's pretty
2: close. Rough. What are the uh, points fees? That's et no points, no you know? points. Yeah. So, you're so going- you, what do you? How do you? Obviously, you guys got to make money. How do you make your money?
4: Yeah. So, uh, a bank like mine, uh, the business model is to create loans that then are either serviced or sold. So okay. the servicing, obviously we're going to make money on the interest that's collected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the selling of a loan, you're going to sell the loan for a little bit more than you lent out I mean, yourself. I mean, if you're charging the borrower 3.5%, how much can you borrow the money at? yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Is it? It's not necessarily what we would borrow the money for, because okay. we're going to borrow on what are called warehouse lines, which yeah, is right. basically just a big line of credit. It's yeah. more that if I gave you a loan for $500,000, I could turn around and sell it to somebody else for $505,000, because they're going to collect the interest on your loan over a certain number of years. But so, there's no
2: prepayment penalty, though.
4: So no. And that's that, a big deal right yeah. now. And why mortgage rates are not as low as you would imagine looking at the treasuries, because prepayment speeds, yeah. the speed that people are paying off their mortgages, is really scaring people out there who make money collecting yeah. interest on mortgages. I mean, really? Can you imagine? Okay. Can you imagine rates are three and a half and all of mm-hmm. a sudden you bought all these loans and you right. paid a premium and oh my god, yeah. the money's just coming in and you don't want that money. I, you I, know, I, I just didn't... can't
2: see who would pay a premium for a loan that's paying three and a half percent. Yeah, But well, you know, the you know, other one looks at the What's going on in you know the bank? You can put right. your money at one percent or yeah. two even two percent. I mean, now. you
4: look at a thirty year
2: Treasury bond; it's less than two percent now. Woo-hoo! So you know
4: you're gonna go you're gonna go give you three and big, a half. Big, you know oh, what? Right. We
2: had Gary Schlossberg last week, uh, uh, Wells Fargo's chief economist, and we were talking about negative yields uh, overseas. Yeah, can you imagine having to pay a bank to keep your money? Yeah, <laughs> I, I put it under a mattress. You're How about off. a
4: negative mortgage? They're talking
2: about those in yes. Europe now, where
4: I, they yeah, will where they
2: will pay you to take out a mortgage, and it's actually happened. Yeah. yeah, really. How how many houses can I buy? Yeah. Uh, We're done. Okay. Uh, Second trivia question is what constellation is represented by scales? So you have to know your signs of the zodiac for for this one. This this is, I guess, a science question because we're talking constellations here. Call 888 912 1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. What constellation is represented by scales? Do you understand? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Best of Investing. Hey, by the way, before we uh, cut out, how do people get a hold of you, Dane? Give me a call as
4: best, 415-870-2752, or you can always drop me an email at D-M-O-L-E-R. That's d m o l e r at primeres.com, P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S, as in Sam.com Very good. We're going to be right back.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and our special guest, Dane Moeller. Uh, Second trivia question. What constellation is represented by scales? Virgo? No. No. You already guessed it before at the break. (laughs) Libra. 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 Yeah, my dad was a Libra. That's why I remember that one. Okay, uh, Dane. Thanks for the answer, Dane. You're You're welcome. That's (laughs) right. Uh, Creative finance, you have a little note here. Creative financing is back in the mortgage world to some degree. What sort of options are available? What what are you seeing? Yeah, well, we don't want to steal anybody from Pacific Private
4: Money, but the (laughs) options are are coming out here. And you mentioned non QM earlier. It's a technical term. The government has decided what's a qualified mortgage, which is something that gets extra special at protection as a lender but uh, we have new loans in the non QM space and these allow people in general to qualify with alternative income um, the mm-hmm. biggest things these days is bank statement qualification so someone who's self-employed they really don't do the tax returns you know they don't mm-hmm. they don't put the income on there Uh, Mm -hmm. Or they have lots of write-offs. They write off their cell phone and their car and everything in their personal life. They don't want
2: to pay that much in taxes. They don't want to pay taxes.
4: We can look at 12 months or 24 months of their personal bank statements or business bank statements, add up those deposits, take a percentage for expenses, and call that income. And you can buy a house or refinance your house doing that, uh, (laughs) self-employed. There isn't the traditional stated income like there used to be in the old days, at least outside of the private money sphere.
2: But you can, as long as you are actually putting money in the bank, you can qualify. Hmm. But here's the funny thing is, you know, and and most CPAs will tell their clients – if you don't report income, it's tax fraud. Yeah, you know, writing mm-hmm. off extra expenses could be potentially well. Maybe it's deductible. Maybe it's not. Well, if you have those deposits in your bank statement and you're not reporting them and their income, then you're really opening up yourself for potential IRS fraud. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not so.
4: pretending to give any sort of tax oh, I, advice. I know. I know. I know, uh, I know you're not. I'm yeah. saying
2: because I know you're just saying basically. Look, the facts are: if it's in on a bank statement, we can use it.
4: Yeah, and that you way. know, a lot of times these programs. Um, are structured in that it's an ease of qualification. You don't want to find and explain your tax returns. Maybe they have yeah. good numbers on there, but you mm-hmm. want to do it a different way. So, sure. do
2: you always ask for tax returns? Or, no, or no,
4: no. You okay. know, if, if a borrower comes to us and says, "I've heard of your bank statement qualification program. I want to qualify that way," then that's what we're going to let them do. And mm-hmm. and
2: what are the kind of rates that you're seeing for these guys?
4: You're generally in the high fives, low sixes. Um, so oh, you know, okay. not terrible, but right. not certainly you know threes that we were talking about gotcha. before. Uh, another great program, uh, and it's a newer one, is an investor cash flow program. So uh, somebody owns a rental property, as long as the rent exceeds the Principal, interest, tax, and insurance of the property. They can get a loan. In that case, we don't look at tax returns. We don't look at bank statements. We don't look at the overall debt to income. It's purely based on that property. So that would be investment
2: properties only. But you can get a loan as long as it cash flows. And how long does the rent have to be shown? I mean, if you if you current, rent. current, rent. oh, current rents, current rent, just current rent,
4: current rent, and uh, the appraiser is going to go out there and give us an opinion of market rent. So we're going to okay. use the lower of market rent or the okay. actual okay. So rent on the property. A,
2: even a month to month rent. Absolutely. Okay. And how long are these loans for?
4: These are thirty-year fixed mortgages. Uh, You can also do ARMs. Oftentimes, people are you know five-year, seven-year ARMs. But Mm -hmm. um, but can they do legs? No, no, just arms, (laughs) no no, legs.
3: We'll start a new program, lending program. 7-1 Seven one leg, yeah. But so just have to come up with lending that is.
4: extra good. Oh yeah, there, there you yeah. go. Hey, yeah.
2: you better or, go copyright or, or, that. Or Guido comes and breaks your legs. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, just like the old ninja loans. No income, right. no Thank asset, you, or job. All right, Uh tell you what. Let's stay with us. We're going to move over to uh, Nam here. Uh, Nam, we actually got an email for you. Uh, it says, "Why is there a minimum hold time in your fund?" So kind of, you have to kind of backtrack, because this person has sure. obviously heard us before.
3: Yeah. So we're um, they're referring to the Pacific Private Money Fund, which is our mortgage debt fund. Uh, it's made up currently of about $50 million in loans, uh, about 80 loans in the portfolio. We're private lenders. And uh, the question uh, it relates to when you're an investor in the fund, um, there's three requirements. One is, how long do I have to stay in, or how, what's the minimum hold period? And that's 12 months. The reason, by regulation, there there's a minimum. It used to be for us twenty four months, but uh, by regulation, you can't you can't have a hold period below twelve months. So we don't want people treating it like a, you know, like an ATM. Yeah. Um, but after a year, you can redeem your your investment and just let us know. Redemptions usually are honored on a first-come, well, they're honored on a first-come, 1st first serve basis. We just have to have the liquidity. Typically, it's about two to six weeks, or two to four weeks, excuse me, to mm-hmm. redeem your investment.
2: So it's more a matter of regulation as to why uh, there's a one-year hold rather yes. than uh, you know you guys just putting that on there like to just invent it.
3: Right, and we don't want people who are going to invest only for three months and then pull yeah. their investment out. And also... Um, the interesting thing is, we have very few people who redeem after twelve months. I mean, they're getting a return of seven and a half to seven and three quarters percent uh, return on an annualized basis. So, they're really, you know, you're not getting very many returns like that in other investment types. So, okay.
2: well, we have a little time, so uh, give give us a deal of the week, because people, if they're yeah. listening for the first time, I know people have heard us. Talk about this before, no, but first time listeners are going to say, Oh, wait, did I just hear him say they can pay seven and a half percent? I was just yeah. thinking that too. Yeah, I mean, how, are you, how, are you, how are you paying seven and a half Wait, I can borrow at three and a half against my house and get seven and a half? Yeah, yeah, Well, we, we, I don't think you uh, encourage people to borrow on their house. No, invest, we would never but, say that.
3: No. But, um, so, why do people come to us? There's a lot of different reasons in this particular deal of the week, and I think you have one too, right? I, 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 I do, yeah. Okay. So, on this one, we um, do loans, which we call cross-collateralization, where somebody wants to borrow uh, money on a purchase, to purchase a home, but their income is, or their their equity is tied up in another residence. So, we do what's called cross-collateralization. We're taking uh, the equity that they have in the home that they own, using that towards collateral for the purchase. Um, So, that's a common one we do, where most many banks don't do that. Um, The other part of it, though, is... That actually, they already have a first and second uh, loan on oh. the departing residents, okay. and we're actually going to do a third. Holy smokes, yeah, a wow. third mortgage. So, you'd say, why would you do a third? And a lot of people go, "Cheese, a third, aren't you really at risk? But the combined loan-to-value on these uh, three loans is less than 50%. Wow, okay. So, it's one where, for us, it's kind of a no-brainer, plus they're planning to sell it. Yeah. So, we're going to exit um, the loan within probably like six months. So
4: And a lot of these uh, cross-collateralization programs, they're going to want to replace the first and second mortgage, and you potentially have a higher interest rate. So it sounds like you can come in as a third, which is a, an amazing option for anybody out there looking yep. to buy a home before selling their last home. Exactly. Yeah. And then
2: with yep. such a low loan-to-value, your your company's not really that... that, that, that yeah, that we rents. don't have a
3: lot of exposure. Yeah. So we're going to exactly. do that loan, um, and it should be closing in the next two weeks. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, how do people get a hold of you, my friend? They can call us at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, or go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. dot com. All
2: right. And when we come back, uh, I don't actually—it's not a deal of the week, but it's an interesting story of the week, mm. and it has to do with someone. we you know—the question comes up all the time. Well, gosh, what happens if someone doesn't pay? Well, you, they, you file a notice of default. Well, what happens after that? Well, what else can happen? They could file bankruptcy. Well, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Well, yeah, for temporarily. So audience stay tuned. You're going to hear the intriguing. Yeah, you're going to hear the story on that one. Okay. Uh our third science question is how many kilograms are there in a metric ton? All right? Call 888-912-1190 to answer this question and be the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that $100 tanning certificate or tanning certificate that's worth $100 worth of services. How many kilograms are there in a metric ton? All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to come right back. You're not going to want to miss this story.
1: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220,
2: KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today. Well, actually, not the last time. The next segment will be the last time. Last time for today. uh, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nom Fauna of Pacific Private Money and Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Here I am. I got that. All right. Third trivia question. How many kilograms are there in a metric ton? I'm going 900. 300. 1,000 kilograms. (laughs) It was a trick, trick, -trick, non-trick question, I guess. All right. So uh, I got a story owed a week. So there was a loan that uh, I did uh, a couple, a few years ago. And the guy was paying like clockwork. And then in June of 2018, he stopped making payments. Well, you don't foreclose right away. You know, you give give him some time. You know, I gave him a month, you know, and then he gave an excuse of, well, I'm, I'm working on something. Uh, I promise to pay. I'll, I'm really trying hard. And and the guy was actually a fairly honest guy. Didn't pay. Went another month. Didn't pay. Finally, I said, hey, guy, I'm going to have to file a notice of default. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. So I filed notice of default. So now, technically, it's three months and 21 days until I can go to foreclosure. So we're stretching this thing out now, pretty much close to six months. All the while, I'm I'm earning accrued interest plus late fees, no default interest because it's primary residence. But you know, I mean, I'm, it was very well secured, in my opinion. And then, sure enough, <laughs> literally three days before foreclosure, you know, for the actual sale, he files bankruptcy. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to protect himself. So okay, you may no hard feelings, but I got I, you. Got to do what you got to do. So he stretches this thing out, and, uh, and you know he's got some all crazy plan he wants to show the, the trustee who basically looks at it and says, yeah, no, that's not going to work. You, you, why aren't you selling the property? Oh, I am. I'm, I'm hiring a broker, and da 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 Well, he stretches this thing out and stretches it out. And now it's been 14 months since I got a payment, wow. okay, <clears throat> accruing all of this interest plus the late fees. So now we're down to the wire again where the where the judge slash trustee is basically saying, "Okay, that's it. You come to the end of your rope, and uh we're gonna go go to a sale so i finally I actually get a call from him. I didn't do any communication with him, but finally he called me and he said, "I got a plan, and I go, what's your plan?" <laughs> <laughs> you know he says, I'm gonna borrow money from a friend." And I'm going to make up all of the past late fees and interest and prepay two months' worth in the future. Now, my loan is technically due, so he said you can even keep your foreclosure notice active, so it's not like I have to start all over again because yeah. I've accepted payments mm-hmm. you know if if it was a uh, a loan that didn't come due for another few years, basically I'd have to start all over again, sure. I said, someone's going to lend you that kind of money? And he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, he's a friend, blah, blah, blah. Went, okay. So he says, just all I want is two months. And and what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer the property to my mother. And she's old. She's an old lady. And she's going to qualify for a reverse mortgage, lump sum, which will be enough to pay you. And, oh, by the way, I have IRS liens on the property, oh, okay, like- which are behind me. Mm-hmm. Okay? And at first, I was thinking, "Ah, I don't know about this and and then I started realizing, I go, "You know what? actually, if I get money now from the guy i'm I'm less at risk, mm-hmm. and if his plan doesn't work in two months, boom, I'll be right there back at the foreclosure right. yeah uh, and, and you
3: will have caught up
2: and I'll have caught up. caught up exactly and yeah. and the thing is, I mean, I can't stop him from filing another bankruptcy different chapter, let's say mm-hmm. but the thing is, I looked at it and I said, "You know what? This actually—he's actually got a pretty darn good plan. I think it's a great plan for the reverse mortgage, and mm-hmm. it's a great plan that he's coming up with all this money." Sure. And so yeah. I'm thinking, "Well, okay. Listen, here, here, I'm going to go guns a blazing until you actually write that check. Right? And it's got to be—it's got to be a wire, right? Well, he didn't do a wire. However, because he banked at the same bank, he just transferred the money.
3: Wow! And the wow. bank
2: cleared it. And I go. Hmm. Wait, this this actually worked, right? So <laughs> oh. the my, the moral of the story basically for for me to tell the audience is although I was inconvenienced for 14 months, mm-hmm. right? I earned over 9% interest on this loan plus an extra 5% of penalty uh, on the on the payment. So mm-hmm. whatever that that is, it you know, I guess that works out to be like 9 and a quarter percent or whatever it is. And I still have the right to foreclose at some point if he doesn't pay me off in a couple of months, and there's lots and lots of equity where if I actually do have to foreclose, I could potentially make a boatload of money nice so it's not risk free <clears throat> and and had i like i, I guess for I would my advice to be to somebody who would be looking at something like this, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs>
3: while you're while you're uh, getting your breath back, you know, during that time it's two of my birthdays have passed and one Christmas. So yeah. there's a backlog of gifts that uh that boy, I'm that, gonna that, be hitting you up for boy, Mr. heard
2: Um no. no the moral of the story here is if that money was gonna be and I'm not crying audience, but I swallowed something back to them. touching. Um, is that if if this was money that I absolutely had to live on. Yeah. If he, couldn't make the, if he didn't make the payment and I got 14 months of no payment, that would be in a world of hurt. Right. But this is the reason why you diversify. Absolutely. Which is also why people go into the fund. Yeah,
3: exactly. You know, people <laughs> who we have, uh, we have two kinds of investors those are who are trusted investors, like Edward just described with his uh, scenario, and then we have those who are invested in the fund. And, you know, increasingly, uh, many of our trusted investors are saying, you know what, I'm tired of chasing individual loans. Or having to manage when a borrower goes into default, so um, we're seeing many of our investors. They they see the returns of the fund, and they're lower than what they're earning on a trustee investor because they're not paying us to manage, right? With the they're managing it themselves, but saying, you know what, I'd rather get sleep sleep well at night, not worrying about my portfolio. You know, my few loans that I make um, to you know a couple of investors or borrowers, excuse me. I don't want to lose sleep at night trying to, you know, worrying about whether or not they're going to pay. So they invest in our fund, which is diversified, and we have uh, people in the fund too borrowers who default and who we, whose properties, um, unfortunately, in some cases have, we have to take back and sell. But that's uh, that's our job to manage, and we want uh, our investors to know that you know we're making the lending decision, we're doing the workouts with the buyers uh, borrowers, and in the worst case scenarios, if we have to take the property back. And deal with somebody who would file bankruptcy. That's that's what we do. So.
4: Now, if you take a property back or you foreclose in this scenario, now does it, you hear the uh, courthouse steps yeah. commonly mm-hmm. used? Is that is that the that, process? That
2: Actually, yeah. is it's like the old Wild yeah. West. Yeah. And in this case, it's <clears throat> kind of interesting because the uh, IRS has a lien that is recorded, but it's behind me. Yeah. So if I were to foreclose, I would wipe out the IRS temporarily. But they have 120 days to redeem, so I Mm -hmm. can't do anything with the property for 120 days while the IRS ponders whether or not they want to pay me off. Or so they can buy you out they can from second buy position. Me, uh, from their second yeah. position to correct. And they'll pay me 6% interest <laughs> while I'm waiting Really for that huh. four-month period. Because it would be kind of unfair to say, yeah, Mr. Brown, we're going to think about this for four months and, and I get nothing. But I don't get the note rate. I only get 6% interest. Uh, sometimes they'll just go ahead and just... Say no, nah, it's not worth it. We're going to just wipe our lien off. You mm-hmm. know, and in other cases, uh, they'll they'll say, yeah, no, we know this property pretty well. Uh, we're going to pay you off, Mister Brown, or you can pay us and keep the property. That's the other thing they can do. Hmm. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, we have just uh, about fifteen seconds. Again, Nam, give out your information yep. if people are interested <clears throat> in investing with.
3: Yeah. So our phone number at Pacific Private Money is four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, Or you can go to our website, which is com. All
2: right. Um, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments here on The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
2: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today. Really, this is the last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mom Fawn and Dane Molar. We didn't have a trivia question, but you want to ask uh, Dana about default rates. Yeah.
3: Um, you know, w- on the show, we often talk about uh, obviously we're Pacific Private Money, and people ask, you know, what's the default rate of, of people who borrow on private money? Um, and we've had a number of mortgage professionals on, but I don't think we've asked that question in a while. So, Dana, in terms of in the conventional world, what's the default rate um, that you, you know, that you see across the industry? And I don't know if you know the stats compared to when, you know, the, the recession, the Great Recession um – <coughs> It would be interesting to know what it was back then versus what it is no, today. Yeah, I do actually
4: know some of those numbers. You know, these days people have a lot of options with rising equity to sell their home if they're mm-hmm. facing default, which back in 2007, two thousand seven, eight, nine was not necessarily the option. People were going to short sales or mm-hmm. foreclosures because they were upside down. And in that time period on conventional loans, you were looking around seven percent default wow, rate at wow. the highest, which and these high. are conventional loans, you know, people who didn't you know, not VA or not private right. money or FHA, this is conventional. And that's down now. Now, under 1% or just about. Oh, okay. so, Just about uh, 1%. Yeah, just okay. about 1%. Well, everyone's
2: employed now. That's <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's part, part of it. But it. I think, yeah.
4: you know, even for people who, um, you know, have life circumstances where they can no longer pay the mortgage, they can sell their home generally yeah. and and get some equity out and move on.
3: That's yeah, that in, in combination with, you know, the tighter lending, lending regu- uh, you know environment for the last several years, uh, the people who have mortgages now or were able to get them um, are people who could afford them Absolutely. and also if the
2: interest rates are lower yeah. Right. You know, sure. I mean, you're going to default more on a 10% interest rate. Than
4: well, you. I mean, it depends on your debt to income requirements, 10% or 1%. If you're lending somebody at the maximum, that's the maximum they can afford, you know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't True. matter what the rate is. It matters what the payment is as opposed to their income. And, in, and to Nam's point, it has gotten tighter. And it was much tighter right after that time period uh, for a good I,
2: reason. I forgot to tell you, we never contradict the host. On no, the show. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, as long no, as you're I'm right, 100% of the that's time. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking that if 50 if it's a ten percent you're going to have generally a higher uh, payment in general and right. and people you know if they see their interest rates are one or two percent you're going to fight a lot harder. Because you don't want to lose that interest rate. Yeah, if, if I think possible.
4: people fight harder for the equity. You know, if they, no, don't, if they don't have equity absolutely. in their home, you know, you don't go to the grocery store and spend your interest rate. You know, you spend well, no, the money. Well, no, that's true. No, over. that's so, that a good
2: point. well, I mean, that's if you're upside down. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, yeah. And I think you are right, though. I mean, you wouldn't want to. Thank you. You wouldn't want to sell if you had a 1% interest and have to go buy somewhere else at five. Uh, that's right.
2: right.
3: So, There's uh, my point. So you yeah. just made
2: my point for me. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> we're going to have to have you on back again. <laughs> yeah. You're excellent. Excellent. Yeah. For the
3: listeners, though, there were almost blows. It came yeah. close. <laughs> well, it makes for good radio, yeah. though. It makes for even better television, though.
2: Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's right. So we are recording this for CMCM TV. For those who don't know,
3: that's our local They'll be disappointed, station. though. We never got close to getting to blows. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I have a big
2: desk. We can't reach each other. <laughs> no, Dane's a good guy. Uh, Dane, again, how do people get a hold of you?
4: Uh, best way to get a hold of me is to email me at d.moler. D. Moeller at com, or you can go to prime, Primary Residential SF. So spelled out, Primary Residential, and then the letters sf.com. That's our website. Uh, phone number here at the local San Rafael office is 415 870 2752. I like
2: the Prime Res. You know, it's a nice little easy mm-hmm. easy thing to prime remember. Yeah. And uh, Nom, how do people Within get a hold of you if they're interested in earning? How much? What interest rate are you guys paying on the fund right now?
3: About seven and a half. Seven, seven and a three. half, yeah. percent.
2: and you pay that monthly. Yes, I mean not monthly. seven and a half percent per month. That'd be ninety percent. But yeah. uh, uh, seven and a half percent. You know, pay- I'll
3: tell you, I think if somebody if somebody uh, got their first uh, distribution, and they're like, "I thought this was paying seven percent." I'm like, "It's y- annualized or seven and a half percent." And they spelled that out in the email, and didn't get a reply back. So no, maybe or
2: maybe they they were in for you know four days or something. Yeah. Right, because be it, it is partial. And they go, well, I didn't get it. Yeah, but you weren't in for a whole month. All right. Okay, guys, we're going to cut out for today. We got our thoughts for the day here. Ever realize that the object of golf is to play the least amount of golf? Yeah.
3: That's right? true. Huh?
2: Trying to get the lowest score. And you can't leave footprints in the sand of time if you're sitting on your tushy. So get off your...
1: And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader.